Welcome to the Culture Builders podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance builds strong cultures. Hosted by Jane Sparrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a deep dive episode. As we enter the new year, I'm here with you today, Jane Sparrow, with my co-founder, Chris Preston. Hello. And we have been talking about our word of the year. So a few years ago, a colleague of mine said to me, Jane, what's your word of the year? And I said, I don't know. What do you mean? And that got us going into a great conversation about the fact that she, every year, set out with a word that she kept true to. It was a kind of touch point for her throughout the year to make sure that something that she wanted to be more intentional about actually lived. And she would share it with as many people as possible so that those others could keep her accountable and help her to live that word. So it made me really thoughtful and it provoked a conversation between us, Chris, didn't it, about our words of the year and why? Yes, there's quite a few, as I remember. There were. Yeah, and we got the team, and it took the team a while, I think, to sort of boil down to something that they were happy with individually, because it's a bit like a kid in a sweet shop scenario, where trying to choose one thing is not easy. But we did, eventually. We did, but it wasn't the same. Every no, one no, of no, us no, had that, a different that one. That would be a bit group think, but yes, we all found words, and you went out and did it one step further. I did. I happened to be in a market square and just as the new year almost was coming in, was standing next to a lady who made armbands, little kind of bracelets, and they were embroidery, little bracelets. And on them, you could have a word. Now, most people were having their name or something similar embroidered. And I had my moment where I thought, aha, what if I put my word of the year on the armband, tie it on my wrist, and then for as long as that thread lasts it is going to be my visual reminder. And so that's what I did. And I found the photograph of it the other day. And I knew what the word was, but it reminded me. It was pace. Yes, it was. What What do you mean by pace, though? Because I'm, I'm laughing because the whole team at the Culture Builders will be thinking, absolutely, Jane needs to think about pace, but probably not in the terms that most people think it. What you mean, the don't go as fast as a bullet train kind of uh, analogy. It's the the less, not more. Jane is still smarting from recently. The team gave us some feedback about um, she'd done a personality assessment and was a little bit surprised by the results, which shows you can always learn. But one of the things that we talked to Jane about was that she is sometimes the team's speeding train through life. And we're either on the platform watching a whiz past or in the carriage watching the scenery hurtle past as well. So pace is definitely important. But joking aside, there is a reason why pace for you is important. There is. And it is all to do with making sure that I pace myself properly so that my human bank account stays in the black and that it doesn't go into the red. So many of you listening will know we talk about the bank of me, the idea that as a human we have a bank account and we do things every day that either deposit or withdraw from that bank account, putting us in either the black or the red. And for me, if I keep going as that express train and I'm not looking at the scenery and I'm not pausing at the stations, I will eventually 
run out of fuel. I'll just be going far too fast, far too hard. And of course, there's also other dangers like I won't take people with me on the journey. And so pace for me is actually pacing myself, pacing others so that we can properly manage performance, manage our human bank accounts to be the the best possible we can be. So that was pace for me. What about you? Can you remember what your word of the year was? Do you know what? I'm sat here and I'm racking my brains. I cannot honestly remember what my word was. And I think it was something along the lines of being better behaved in terms of my own self-management. Not in a bad, as in I'm terrible, I hope I'm not, but in terms of I allow myself too much license. In terms of I think I can probably get away with you know not looking after myself pushing myself too far, telling myself, oh, it's all fine, or I'm not in a bad mood, or I'm not stressed. So I think part of it was honesty. It was, but then what happened next was that the following year, we then said, what's our word of the year? And I remember vividly, yours was all connected to focus. So your word of the year was focus. And it was during the pandemic, when we were all working remotely, And you had developed a habit, which I'm sure no one listening has developed, which was that you would screen hop so that you would be in a meeting and that while someone was talking, you would hop to a different screen to either do something else or read something else. And instead of being 100% focused on that person, you would be flipping around. And I think this is a potential (laughs) big one for people listening to think about this year. If you want a word of a year, perhaps focus might be it because I'm seeing huge impact from screen hopping going on and people not listening, asking questions that have already been answered. And then that leading to a bit of a spiral of people not being valued. And it is a big challenge in a hybrid world. So first of all, you're right. Yes, focus was one of my words. Probably need to put it back on the list. But there's there's two things that come to mind. First of all, I didn't realise this podcast was going to become a a, a review meeting. (laughs) I hope I'm on track. Secondly, the other day I was looking at an advert for a device that clips onto your laptop and gives you two more screens either side of your main screen. And I looked at it and I thought, I need that in my life. And you're right. And it is it is a challenge. And one of the things I do, I've got a you know this, I do a lot of design work and I've got a huge screen for so that I can do a lot of design at the same time. One of the things it gives me is kind of like a cinema view of people on Zoom calls. And what most people don't realise is if you wear glasses, it reflects your screen. And if my screen's big enough, I can see what's on your screen through your glasses and the number of people I can see flicking around. And yet here I am doing the same thing. So I have recently developed a habit, which I'm trying to get there, which is literally sitting on my hands. And then the only way I could move my cursor and switch screens is if I lean down and press the mouse with my nose. So, but you're right, but... The question, I guess, as we've got, what, 14, 15 days left of the year, what's going to be 2023's word? And it's a question to people listening, um, writing with answers. But more pertinently, Jane, what's your word? Mine is not that dissimilar to my pace bracelet. (laughs) It has an extra letter to it. And that is space. And I've been talking about this a lot and I will do another podcast on it because it's it's a huge topic in its own right. But I've been talking a lot to people about the fact that leaders right now, what they need more than anything is more space, more space to think, 
more space to think strategically, more space for themselves to regenerate and also to encourage other people to do the same thing. And we've got so good at being so almost like adrenaline fueled over the last few years, trying to cope from crisis to crisis, that we've forgotten what it's like just to be and to have that space. And yet if we don't have it, we're going to find we slow down our progress because we're just not going to have enough space to think about the stuff that really matters and that's going to move us forward and get those great ideas. So mine is space, both for me, but also for those that I work with and with every client that I work with, helping them create the space because it's what pretty much every single exec is asking Mm. for right now. You're not going to find it easy though. I'm not damning you for failure here, but I have seen your calendar. And I know that often when people ask for time with you, the team just giggles slightly hysterically because they know that there is no space in your diary. Exactly right. So this is the thing around being intentional and habitual. Yes. Well, we've said this to you often, though. So you've got to take your own medicine. I do indeed. So I'm going to do what I do already, but I'm going to up the ante. So what I do already is always look at the week ahead and see where are there spaces that could be created to do some of the thinking, some of the yoga, some of the things that fuel me. I also look at where is the space that I could create to be with people that gives me a diverse set of thinking and that will give me the space to get inspiration. So the space doesn't necessarily mean I'm doing nothing. Far from it. It's the space to do what really matters and get enough variety. And of course, I will be relying on everybody else to help me. Well, which is good because asking for help on this is no bad thing. But I, a challenge to you here is if you're just looking a week ahead, it's too late. Because there's a conversation today where someone said next month is already full. And that I'm sure many people are experiencing that. We're recording this in December. So we're heading into January. And the first of January is a hurdle. And most people hold off putting things into the diary. Just a very weird kind of this mental thing that next year shouldn't be touched. But that hurdle's dropped and people have rushed in and filled January for it. And we're all the same. So it's got to be a long-term thing. You've got to make space a month ahead, not a week ahead. Agreed. And the other thing, of course, that will help me is we are people that use our own tools. And we have our new Bank of Me app that is there alongside everything else we do. That will measure how I'm doing across our metrics. And one of those is emotions. One of them is space. Sorry, one of them is focus. Um, And therefore, I'll be able to keep track and see because that will help me see whether I'm actually doing what I said I'd do. Okay, so I'm going to pick up on focus. So I'm not going to use the same word again because I like new and different. But the word for me next year is going to be completion. Okay, so... (laughs) And I'm setting myself up for a massive fall here by saying this into the microphone, but I have got so many things that are still half finished or I want to do or ideas. And I think what ends up, I end up with two things. One is idea paralysis because there's so many things I want to start or people asking me to start. I don't know where to. So in the kind of the, the, the immortal words of Douglas Adams, you know, I love deadlines. I love the noise they make as they wish past. That tends to be me sometimes, which is not healthy. But second is, well, there's some things I want to do I haven't started. And I think if I don't put pen to paper or put the idea down, it'll never happen and I'll never complete it. So 
and I was reading a lot about meaning recently. And one of the pieces of thinking around meaning is it's a long-term thing for us. We don't get meaning short-term. What we get is meaning from knowing that what we're doing will make a difference beyond the day, beyond us. So if I never complete anything, I'm never going to do any meaning. So that's, that's my word, completion. So we've got space and we've got completion. Yes. I would love to know what words others of you have for next year. Tell us. Yes. Get in contact and tell us what your word is. And then we can share some of them, not by name. But it would be great to see if there's some commonality because I suspect there'd probably be a top five words of the year. And I might even predict what they will be. But let's not do that. Let's get people to, to share them with us. And I will give you an update around space because I will record another podcast, <laughs> not on my progress as such, but it's a massive area that's worth digging into a little bit more because it is one thing that I do feel holds so many high performers back. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Jane, thank you so much for sharing some space. I am now going to complete this podcast by pressing the stop button and make sure that we actually get it out and share with people. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com.